Hey, this is Ken Jensen. I beat bipolar disorder in an all-natural fashion back in the mid-2000s. And believe it or not, that's not even the coolest part of my story. What I learned through that process and what came next and how that applied to bipolar and why bipolar was ever even part of the process was mind-blowing to say the least. Bipolar has hidden within its strengths. I'm going to show you what I mean and how they've shown up in my life so you can do the same. Hello, bipolar prone folk. This is episode 60. You <laughs> can't even do it any justice. <laughs> I can't go very long tonight. We're going to, uh, I got the COVID. I got the COVID pretty solid. I had it back before uh, anybody else did it. I was one of the cool kids that got it months before it ever made it to the news. <laughs> That was a whole funny story. I don't feel like getting into it right now. I'm too sick. But um, this whole you, you, that was even worse. So in the Marines, we used to yell, uh, you, you, <laughs> just picture that louder and far more masculine and aggressive. And um, it, it signified motivation. Let's go do this shit. Well, as time progressed, <laughs> nope. You only ever used it sarcastically or ironically. Nobody actually ever used it to motivate anybody to do anything, at least not in my crew. When you would use it, uh, particularly, was when you had a god awful hangover and uh, you're on death's doorstep from that, or, or, or just any other time the Marines and our job in particular had us suffering to a high degree. You'd look at each other and somebody somebody go, Yood. usually say it in an unenthusiastic way because we were all dying. My job in particular was basically construction work. There was technical aspects to it that was not so demanding on the body. But when, when the construction work part hit, it hit hard and it could sometimes go for weeks. And we worked in all extreme forms of weather there were. Uh, my job in particular was used as a punishment for people with less pain-filled jobs to get their heads right. They come to us for six months and then go back to their job, you know, with an understanding that it could be worse. <laughs> their punishment, my job. Uh, I had a friend, uh, Tom, I joined the Marines with. He ended up staying in, I think, uh, I think he might have done 22 years. Uh, he had a way of making me laugh like nobody else could. And I, I remember, and he was my drinking partner from high school. And we just continued that for the first couple years we were in the Marines, even though we got separated a lot. We, we, got, we got put on either side of the coast, but we'd cross paths every now and then. The Marine Corps ain't that big. And I always remember him, uh, particularly with a hangover. I'm like, how are you doing today? <laughs> he kind of croaked it out. <laughs> And uh, we suffered by our own drinking hands a lot. The reason I bring up this fun little anecdote from my Marine Corps past is so I got the COVID and um, it's had, I've had it uh, coming up on a week now, I'm going to guess. And um, it's not, it, 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 I've only had it twice. So I'm still learning the, <laughs> the, the, whatever the symptoms 
And um, I just slept like 14 hours today. I woke up at one point after hour 10 and I could have stayed up, but I decided if I went back to bed, it would probably be magnificent. And it was. And I ended up doing lucid dreaming. Uh, you're dreaming, but you're aware of it. Part of you is awake. And I had the most far out illness driven dreams. Uh, it was it was actually it was highly amusing, entertaining, fun and interesting. I remember at one point for no reason that I could ascertain some of you older kids out there, you might remember from the 80s when computers were were brand new and they would do 3D illustrations that were all lines, lines connecting points, and there'd be like people's heads and whatever. And uh, I had a, a vision of that, of, of sort of a rectangular box with, with another rectangular box kind of lowered off the end. And for some reason, in my dreaming mind, that was the totality of reality for me. There was nothing outside that box, regardless of the fact that I'm outside viewing the box, which means reality extends to the viewer. That's not how I saw it. Everything about me and reality and its, and its total totality was, was in that box. And my dreaming mind uh, said, yeah, that's exactly right. And my, my waking mind that was witnessing all of that, all of that knew that this was horseshit. And yet, what fascinating horseshit it was. <laughs> so anyway, I'm having like fever dreams. <laughs> I don't know. All kinds of weird stuff happened in those second, that second half of sleep that I got. So anyway, I didn't realize I was going to crash as hard as I did uh, today when I was planning the podcast. Today's Sunday and I'm, I'm squeezing this in in the final hour. But I made an episode a, a couple back about commitment. And this is almost like a part two to that. I don't even remember what I said in that one beyond the vague idea of the thing. But one of my coaches, Jason Leister of SovereignBusiness.org. I've been with Jason the longest of any coach I've ever had. And one of the things he teaches is for most people, nobody routinely, regularly shows up in their life. Nobody. So he said, as you're building a business, if all you did was show up the same time that's been agreed to every time, you're ahead of everybody else that won't do that, that's trying to earn these people's trust. And he said, just, just be there in a way that people know they can depend upon you, even if that's it's your newsletter arriving on time, or in my case, the podcast. And he said that that's going to separate you from quite a quite a lot of competition right there. And I knew it was true because another another thing he said was he goes you want to reach a point where you're so routine and dependable that so, if something happens and you don't show up you get emails or messages on social or something where people are asking, where are you? Are you all right? What's going on? Where's the newsletter? Where's the podcast? He goes, that's when you know your plan's working. That's one of the ways. So that is part of why I agreed to double down on making sure I always deliver this podcast and, and it's connected newsletter on time. I want people to feel that way about me. And as I started saying earlier, <coughs> before I cut myself off was that's how I felt about Jason. 
and a few others. Um, when I'm um, even to this day, when I'm either down, which isn't a lot, it's it's rare actually, but it happens. I get stressed out. I get down. I, I get wondering when anything's going to go the way I need it to go because I got various pressures on me, same as anybody else. But when you're trying to build something, you have another layer of pressures on you that the common person does not. And it's like you got two jobs in one. And um, or uh, sometimes just the comfort of seeing a friend. You look forward to that newsletter. I do with his. He writes every day, uh, at least five, the business days. He writes every uh, Monday to to Friday. And he's the only he's the only coach I have that I make sure to read every newsletter. I've never not read one of his newsletters ever. It's sort of a decision and agreement I made. First, I like what he has to say always. And um, secondly, it, it just, I don't know. I feel like I'm being faithful to him. Uh, it, he's provided me such value without me ever paying him a dime. His newsletter alone has helped me immeasurably and I have hired him to talk to on a handful of occasions. I have bought a handful of his products over the years. Some were rather expensive to me at the time, and they were all valuable and worth the expenditure. I feel like I need to do my part for all the free help he gives me by at least reading his damn newsletter. <laughs> I would I would anyway because I want to, but you see what I'm saying? I want people to view my material the same way. It's not in an attempt to be adored. It's to know that you're doing the damn job right. <laughs> I want to be that for as many people as I can, or or actually the, the more correct way to say it is for the people that look at me one day, the way I look at Jason, I want to be that guy. I want to be the Jason to the to you guys. I want to know that I'm doing the job right for the people that need me and value me most. It's not to be valued. It's not to be worshipped. I don't give a shit about any of that. My dad raised me. So my dad raised me this way. He goes, I don't even give a shit if you hate the job with every ounce in your being. He goes, you're going to have that. You agreed to do the job, so you do the job well. Look to quit that job. Find something to replace it. But while you're on their dime, you do that job well. That's what a good person does. And I've I've never not looked at work that way. And I've hated pretty much every job I've ever had, um, barring a handful, to include my current day job. It's, you got to do what you say you agreed to do. And in my case, that's to make sure that this podcast and newsletter come out on time no matter what. Now, I, I'm lucky because if this was... <coughs> If this was a couple days ago, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I couldn't even talk. If I talk for more than two minutes, I start coughing uncontrollably. So I don't know. The universe gave me a window with the understanding that I would take advantage of it. So I am. That's, how, that's another way I look at things. So anyway, I wanted to be there for you guys in this fashion and to to show you that those of you working with me to build something larger, you're going to be viewed the same way and you're going to need to show up the same way. And the the, the upside is it, it doesn't take a miracle in most cases to really be valuable to people. Just show up when you say you will. Most people just don't have that. So I hope I did that well for you tonight. I'm going to stop while I can still talk and function at all. And uh, I feel really good that I did this. 
<laughs> I really do. <laughs> I feel like I'm 10 and my dad should rub my head. I did a good job, but I do. I just, it matters to me that I do a good job at all of this beyond, beyond business money and anything. Just people depend on me and I need to honor that. And I try to do it in everything I do on bipolarexcellence.com as well as this podcast and Whatever. I'm going to get off where I repeat myself and start coughing uncontrollably. I appreciate you guys. All right. Let's end with that. I appreciate you guys, whoever you are. And I just can't wait to see the things we will do together. Everybody, don't get COVID and be well. Be well.